Hey, very good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Sean. This is Alex. And you're listening to another episode of Coaster Kings A through Z. Today's letter is H for Hollywood Dream, the ride. At Universal Studios Japan in, in Osaka, Osaka, Japan. Universal Studios Japan, Hollywood Dream, the ride. Hollywood Dream opened in 2007, Universal Studios Japan's first major roller coaster. The $50 million ride was announced in July of 2006. And the ride opened to the public in the following March. It's a B&M mega coaster standing 144 feet tall, or 44 meters tall, uh, and it is 3,900 feet or 1,200 meters long, with a top speed of 56 miles per hour or 90 kilometers per hour. The smaller scale hyper style coaster doesn't feature any particular large drops, but the ride is full of airtime and has a great pacing. The ride's lift fills housed inside a cylindrical tunnel. Um, similar to Incredible Hulk, except for mostly the top of the tunnel is actually exposed so you can look up at the sky and it's kind of like an Art Deco style. Um, then afterwards you, you crest a drop right at the park entrance and then two of the ride's major airtime hills actually cross over the entrance plaza which follow the shape of the dome glass roof pretty much that makes up for the Hollywood area of the park. So the entrance of the park is actually kind of indoors covered because of again how much rain Japan gets and the both airtime hills beautifully kind of like circumnavigate just around that the dome. It's really really cool. Yeah it's very like Tokyo Disney with its giant glass uh, world bazaar area. It is kind of funny because like that tunnel feature that the ride has it looks like a tunnel but it is really just for sound barrier purposes. Yeah, right? it's very so, much like California Screamin', yeah. where like it's not completely enclosed in most well, spots. old California Screamin'. Old before, California. Before, well, that's yeah, why I said California coaster, Screamin'. Yeah, before yeah. Credit Coaster. Um, uh, riders can choose one of five songs to serve as their soundtrack on the ride. Um, this would mark the first instance of onboard audio on a B&M coaster. Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket would later employ a similar system, albeit with more song choices, although Hollywood Dream's song choices do see regular updates, unlike Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket's song choices, which are stuck in a 2009 time warp. Uh, both rides share similar concepts of a hypercoaster-like series of elements hovering over the midway, but the execution of the Orlando ride, which is built by Mauer, uh, is noticeably different than that of a B&M ride. So the cool thing with Hollywood Dream is that it's surprisingly forceful, but it's still kind of family-friendly. Um, the ride does lack some dramatic maneuvers. The layout is kind of simple, more of like an out and back layout with numerous airtime hills and a small head turnaround on the front end. And then towards the end of the ride, there's a helix that's over the park's central lagoon. If you're familiar with Universal Studios Florida, imagine a very similar park layout with the lagoon, except for where the new crepe place is in the central park. Imagine there being a big helix of Hollywood Dream kind of mm. sitting on the water. Yep. Um, you know, if they really wanted to, if it weren't for the Born Stunt Spectacular, they could literally, like, it's not too late to clone Hollywood Dream. There's something just right strange Florida. around walking around, <laughs> Hollow, um, around the University of Florida and then through the Hollywood area, yeah. and knowing that it's the exact same as it is in Japan, except for Japan, there's a giant B&M coaster giant towering B&M coaster. over you. Um, the finale of Hollywood Dream is actually inside a facade, like a tunnel, and it's to simulate like a red carpet, like flashing camera effects. So as you make your way to the break run, 
you actually go through a tunnel with a bunch of flashing lights. It's kind of like, you know, the Hollywood thing. It's, it's really kind of cute. It's pretty yeah. cute. It's very Japan. Uh, in 2013, the ride was given a temporary enhancement, uh, wherein one of the trains was turned backward. The experience was dubbed Hollywood Dream Backdrop. The backward train was such a success that the temporary enhancement is still being enjoyed to this day. Uh, so yeah, it's over eight years now. Um, wait times for backdrop can be tedious, however, with generally uh, only one out of every four dispatches being the backward train. The queues for backdrop can exceed several hours on a typical day. Now the ride has five, nine vehicle trains that hold up to sixty. Bleh, sorry, hold up to thirty-six passengers each, and it has a cool dual loading station. Usually, it only operates four trains. One of which is the backwards train, and then the other three will be the forwards trains. Most of the rolling stock is purple and silver with beige sheets. Um, the exception being, of course, the backdrop train to kind of differentiate it. It's actually red and gold. Um, they both, of course, have separate cues as well. Um, the trains all have feet, um, programmed LED lights, so at night they, kind of, they just kind of twinkle. There really isn't much to it, but they kind of just twinkle. Mm -hmm. um, the ride itself has a pastel purple color track uh, with light beige rails and white supports. It may be kind of seen as gray from a distance, but it's actually just like faded purple, really. Yeah. I couldn't really tell what color the ride is because I'm colorblind, so Sean had to uh, completely rewrite this part of the script because he was like, what are you talking about? The ride doesn't look anything <laughs> like the description. And I'm like, okay, you're right. But I just didn't know. Um, but yeah, the, the, the light package, according to Wikipedia, the lead car has like a different light scheme than the rest of the cars and it's supposed to create like a comet effect. Like a I can see trail. that because the front of the train has kind of like a bunch of small lights on the hood, but then the rest of the train just has like one or two lights on each side. Because yeah. when we did like long exposures or shots of it at night, I remember that kind of be. I can kind of see how, how that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, I kind of forgot about that, but then I was reading about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that is. Yeah, it's a great effect. It was way ahead of its time because now, like every major coaster has uh, complex light schemes on the trains. Um, uh, like most major rides at Universal Studios Japan, Hollywood Dream is available. Um, with Universal Express Pass, and also offers a single rider, a single rider line, because of course single rider lines are like a culture at USJ. Um, almost every major e-ticket ride has one, um, so it offers these queue options in addition to their standard queue. A backdrop, however, does not allow Express Pass and does not have a single rider line, which means the red backdrop train is generally the only time you'll see Hollywood Dream Dispatch with any empty seats. Uh, which is especially unfortunate considering how tedious the line for backdrop is anyway. One thing that makes the lines even more tedious is the loose article policy on this ride. It oh is a God, super strange great. system where you queue through the whole thing with all your belongings. That's all really like fine and dandy because you're in their line for so long and there really is nothing to look at because this ride got just kind of wedged in these between these facades and like your queue is underneath the maintenance bay and now they built two queues and so like there really isn't much to do. It's more one of the most boring queues in the world and honestly that whole park is just like terrible with queues. Yeah, but the only queue that's worse than Hollywood Dream is, is flying, flying dinosaur. dinosaur. <laughs> like somehow like this park takes like one of like some of the best most prestigious awards in my mind and also some of the absolute worst like the worst cues out there like yeah. it's just it's worse than any Six Flags park ever did. <laughs> really Anywho, is. so when you get to the platform you actually have to put all of your loose articles on the side so you cross through the train put it on the side and then you get to go into the train however they will not let you back into the train until they have completed wanted you so there's like on wands, each side yeah. like on each platform there's about eight security people with wands like you know um, metal detecting wands that wand everyone down before they get into the train so they're trying to dispatch these four trains like <laughs> as fast as they can but meanwhile they make everyone go through the train put other stuff on the side wand everyone they get everyone to sit and then push their restraints closed and it's honestly 
The operation could be a lot smoother if they just did like the locker thing that the US parks do, yeah. but I digress. Um, our advice though, when you go and ride these rides, uh, or you know, I consider both, you know, separate rides because they have separate queues and separate stations. Yeah, um, the original. I definitely, definitely, definitely highly recommend doing that first thing when you get to USJ. First of all, it's first thing in the park. Like when you get inside and you make a make a sharp ride, yeah. it's really not far. It's kind of like University of Florida where it's in the Hollywood yeah, area, right pretty much where you go to Bourne. To Bourne is, yeah, That's so it's we... that close to the entrance, so definitely make a point of doing it first because the line is long all day long. At night, it's highly popular because it's flashy, yeah. it's, it's on the parade route. Specifically backdrop. Get in line for backdrop first yes. thing because... And backdrop is not on any no universal express pass, pass. there's no, no single, single rider, rider line. line. So. Admittedly, single rider for forward worked out quite well. It said like, it said it was the same length of time, like an hour and a half or something, but we got on in like 20 to 30 minutes. They do minutes. love to overestimate the single rider lines. I think it's like a cover your butt sort of thing. Yeah, um, but luckily for a Hollywood Dream, if you really have to, obviously you want to ride both, but definitely get in line for backdrop first thing, get that out of the way. Yeah, because there's just no and way And then just like it. single rider, single rider regular, mm -hmm. that's definitely what, what I would advise. And you, yeah, whether you choose to do the express pass or not, it's imperative that you get in line for backdrop right away, because that's it, that's your only option is to stand by for it. Um, so get that out of the way first thing. Overall, I would say um, it's really unique kind of coaster, kind of like we mentioned sometimes with the lights of Wallaby Holland, just because it doesn't reach a 200 feet point, mm -hmm. you know, for for the US. Um, it's still definitely a hypercoaster. It has a really strong air. It does kind of like the favor B&M things, but I think one of my favorite things on this ride is actually Helix Over the Water. Yeah. Because we've been on so many B&M hypers, small and big and giga and, you know, and I guess mini hyper, whatever you want to call this. Um, the final helix really is a really spectacular moment. It's really smooth. It's like super buttressed, and I can't really think of any other hyper that I've been on from B and M that isn't a Geo Vanilla. It has yeah. like a nice solid helix. Like you know a what I'm really saying? strong, straightforward. And like Goliath, nice and Goliath has a good helix, but it's 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 more like a giant drop helix. Yeah. You know, and, and over Georgia, but this really yeah. is like a tight helix, almost like a Togo moment. Mm -hmm. I really oh, like totally. it. Yeah, it's very very Japanese. Yeah. So overall, Hollywood Dream, really good ride. Um, you definitely go to USJ for Hollywood Dream, Flying Dinosaur, and some of the big other e-tickets. Um, can't miss this one. Backdrop yeah. is uh, definitely a highlight. God, I love that. That was maybe my favorite thing on the, on the whole, yeah. whole park. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It was backdrop. And without further ado, we will see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. On another Minnesota. Um, this will be... Better I? or Ian. Either one of those. I, I kind of love tries. I. I. Okay. So next week, we'll be back with Ian and then Sven, and then we'll be back with two more episodes. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned every week. We got an episode for Coast Games A through Z mini and of course every Thursday is a full-length episode. We'll catch you on the next. Bye. Bye.